All right, we're recording. <laughs> we're just chuckling about the ducklings in the background. We have ducklings now. That um, happened. <laughs> and they're so fast when it comes to doing, like, drinking or eating. It's like, I can't even do the frequency at which they, <laughs> at which they move. Uh, anyways, if you can hear that in the background. That's the ducks. That's them. Um. Oh, the ducklings actually feature in my story. All right. Sweet. <laughs> my well, feedback. Right, well, you're this up. has basically been two weeks now. Because we didn't go last week. So it feels like there's been a lot of movement for both of us in this last two mm. weeks. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, yeah. So, yes, we found an orphan duckling. Bear with me. It does be... <laughs> there's a point to this. It's a loose link. But yeah. I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, so last week, Wednesday, I didn't do all that much work. It was more of a contemplation kind of week. Mm-hmm. And I did this while driving out to the countryside to visit my friend's stepmom, who's a bit of like a duckling rescuer. Because I had found a little orphan duckling in the park. Well, Gianna, a little uh, four-year-old did. And, um... Yes, so we... When you say found, you also mean it had lost its mother. So it's not that we stole oh, yeah, a duckling yeah. from its mother. <laughs> Which it probably... That kind of find. <laughs> yeah. So we were in the playground and just suddenly Gian saw this little duckling and he started following him. He's a very gentle kid, so he wasn't trying to chase it. And I could see it was still... This duckling was quite scared, so I scooped it up. And just held it close, whispered sweet nothings to it. And then um, this other lady comes walking by. She's like, oh, man, I've been following this duckling for such a long time. And I'm trying to find its mother. He's trying to find its mother. Neither of us can find its mother. I thought about taking it home, but I have cats. So I'm... Uh... Dramatic pause. <laughs> to watch you reply. <laughs> Inside, I'm like, oh, we can take it. But... Um, Outside, I'm like, cool as a cucumber. I'm like, well, you know, I guess we could take it. Like, I am used to looking after animals. I grew up on a farm. <laughs> She's like, oh, could you? That would just be so wonderful. Next minute, we have ducks. Yeah. Um, anyway, this little duckling, Chirp is his name, he started becoming quite depressed. So we had to find some more ducklings for him. And also we had to find a whole bunch of equipment. So my friend's stepmom loaned us equipment. I went out to her farm to basically swat up on how to care for ducklings and to get the equipment we need and on my way out there I did quite a lot of it's like an hour drive there and back so quite a lot of contemplation about what am I doing (laughs) because Mm. I yeah the behind the game concept which is basically sports and human interests I do love it but I'm not sure I want to do it anymore Huh. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's just not the season yet. Yep. Or do I want to be doing something else? But I don't know what that or something else is. Yeah. Or is it that I don't want to work at all? Yeah. <laughs> and just to continue to be a stay-at-home mum where I can create kind of like cool experiences for the kids. Like, like ducks. our ducklings. <laughs> <laughs> or like the water, water learning wall that I made and like take them on bush walks. And I want to be their soccer or hockey coach, you know, and mm. I want to be involved in their schools and their PTA groups mm. and that kind of thing. And yeah. it's like a whole world of stuff to be involved Yeah, and doing in all that will be enough for me. Like, I know, yeah. like, but 
then I think of feminism and the hard fought, hard fought years <laughs> by many, many women and men around the world so that I can work and don't yeah. have to be stuck in those typical roles. But, um, yeah. Do you feel that, because um, a lot of those efforts, as I understand, were basically making it possible for people because culturally it just wasn't. You're up against it if you decided to do anything beyond the norm. Yeah. Whereas now you've opened up all that space. Now do you feel like you need to occupy that space? Well, I think there's a lot of mums that are feeling the pressure and the tension at the moment of, yes, we want to work, we want to Mm. do that stuff, but we also want to be a stay-at-home mum, but you just can't have it all. It's only so much energy. So much energy, so much time, so many resources. And, yeah, it's just, it's a really new era of trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then I guess I'm also like, could I not be wanting to do behind the game because I'm actually just scared? I'm scared of failure or sure. whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of questions. And I might also just be scared because I, I'm i afraid of being tied to a particular concept okay. that then requires all my capacity and leaving no room for any odd little projects I want to pick up. You'd like to have flexibility, yeah? Yeah. I love adaptability and being able to be spontaneous with whatever's in front of me. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like just the other week we had um, online church and we were, had this really interesting question posed to us of how do we see faith and creativity coming together. Coming together. Yeah. And um, I'm really keen to have space and time to dive really deeply into that kind of thing mm. as well you know and actually interview people about that and all that type of thing so yeah yeah does it mean but then again by ty- trying random projects you never know what actually takes off there's that guy that um yeah that internet um youtube guy that it's a father and a son who were doing science fair project and was wanted to look what's inside a tennis ball mm. and that's where it started but then it's continued going and it's like what's inside this and that and what's inside this and it's become this huge thing where now like mercedes sends them a car to show off what's inside their seats and what makes Mm. it a luxury vehicle type of thing you know Mm. so you never ever know and i think this is the thing just like following what's your gut at that sense and at that stage and what's your passion at that stage yeah and so for me (laughs) i um that brings me to this week that's just been so okay. those are all like my questions and like oh so it was last week yeah last week so this week i kind of like realizing like man i've been very um inspired by your story where for you you were working on these other concepts like hay and all that type of thing and it, it just felt like a little bit like you're pushing shit uphill mm. whereas when you fell on hunch in this note-taking app idea yeah it's like the yeah, universe yeah. aligned yeah totally you know yeah and i just don't feel like the universe is aligning sure. for behind the game okay all that stuff so i actually feel like i need to keep being in the season that i am i mean like i'm not stagnant mm. i am loving the season i'm getting to spend time with the kids and getting to make things with the kids and create things around home yeah. I, I think you said once like it's this is like endless flow of life, pr- life that's <laughs> been created yeah. in our family. And I love that. And mm. 
Yeah, it's really cool. I want to find a way of maybe turning that into my project right now. Because okay. right now, this is what I'm doing. So why not try and make that work for me? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that could come in the form of like a website, a you know, like a blog, a YouTube channel, a Instagram account, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to kind of look down that line. And I've already been looking at different software to make websites and that okay. kind of thing. Cool. I'm on Ucraft at the moment. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. But it could be like That's your really kind cool. of whatever that, the name of that other software was for video editing. Ah, DaVinci. <laughs> da yeah, it's great. And I'm still I laughed at that, that initially. <laughs> but I came to realize that da it was Vinci quite Resolve legit. 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That looked legit, like it's a cool yeah. bit of software. So I think, yeah, for me it's just a continual roller coaster ride of trying to figure out this mum business and also trying to wanting to have creative scope and yeah. wanting to do something that's so a little bit like not a career, but like. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's it's funny so when you kind of block when you block life up into like home life and mm. professional life and then creative life. Like in one sense, I guess there's the balance that you're kind of traversing between like time with the boys and home things and and these new projects. In another sense, your story sounds quite similar to a lot of the founders that I talk to, who are basically like like trying to find their thing, mm. and they try a bunch of stuff. Mm. And sometimes they're fifth or sixth thing, and then all of a sudden something And happens. that's where I feel I'm at. I'm trialing yeah. things at the yeah. moment, and I'm playing in a whole bunch of spaces. Yeah. And so my website, I push as a domain name, yeah. is going to be called whatwemake.space. Oh, cool. You chose that one. Yeah. Sweet. That's cool. <laughs> and I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to... Yeah. I can use this website as, like, linking to... Oh yeah, I've been making fairy gardens. Did I say I was making fairy <laughs> no, gardens? You didn't. That's just another another <laughs> one of the projects. That's cool. Um, really, really cool. Yeah, and I've had so many people see them and go, "Can we buy something like this?" You know. So I love making things, but we don't have enough space for me just to pile them up <laughs> at home and accumulate. I want to give it away. You know, like in, cool. we'll sell it, and so this website can be a space for that as well. And. I think, yeah, it, it certainly rings true that idea of actually creating or having some sort of setup that allows you to adapt. That mm. that seems to, well, it's, it sounds good. And then... For the um, season. Yeah, and then all along the way, you're, you're learning different tools and technologies. I mean, you're learning, you're learning website builders. You're, you'll be learning YouTube. You'll be, you're already learning kind of, and software soon as you start mm. to do editing. So all those could be capabilities. Yeah, because I am doing the first part of my shoot for Graham's video in a week and a half sure. from now. So, yeah. yeah. So, and even if it becomes a thing where you've got a lot of different types of projects that you can engage in, because you've got the tools to do it and mm. the knowledge to engage in those tools, it seems like more and more opportunities open up as you get more and more mm. familiar with tools. And my MacBook Pro is arriving this week. <laughs> I'm so <Come> excited. <laughs> See, that's, that's an important part of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jumping deeper into the apple walled garden. Mm. Which so is anyway, such a pleasant place. It is, it is to you. <laughs> I always say that apple could sell Matt a piece of shit and he'd still think it's like and the Lord. best thing in the world. Can you imagine that? Like how it's like a beautifully beautiful. crafted it would be. piece of shit. It would be. <laughs> 
Be shiny. Futuristic. <laughs> Everyone would like to poo like that now. Be minimalistic <laughs> and like. Yeah. Just work well and feel good. <laughs> Perfect weight. Oh, we should stop. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, over to you. <laughs> oh, You've had a massive cool. two weeks, so. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the headline is is that I'm looking at we're getting close to conversations about a co-founder. So chats with Brooke. Um, so actually, this afternoon we're talking. Hang on. Back. You've wrapped things up with Fernando over the past two weeks as well. Yeah, we yeah. shared that. Yes, yeah, so uh, with Fernando, epic guy. So yeah. good. Um, and um, so we had a couple of chats. And for him, despite his interest in the project, he's just like, the reality is I've got, he's got shares in a company he's working in. They kind of, they, they he can um, access those in like three years. Mm. So there's often in startups, you have a... a a thing called a vesting period. So yeah. basically you get offered a set amount of shares, but you've got to work at the company for a set amount of time to for those shares to become shares. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's kind of locked up at the moment and, and kind of feels that he'd be a bit of a handbrake on the project, um, but still keen to get involved and even join the team in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a case of his current circumstance. So Yeah. But man, you just meet these amazing people uh, along the journey. So... Mm-hmm. There yeah, that was cool. World, yeah, he's, he's he's keen to be one of the first users as well. So <laughs> he, he was so close. Um, yeah, so things have progressed with Brooke. It, um, and we'll look to, I mean, basically the conversation this afternoon is what is the nature and shape of uh, the plans to set up a company and start things probably reasonably soon and, and could have like a workable prototype within the next month or two. Do you know what just like blows me away? <laughs> is that... <laughs> With your first team that you had with your Hunch 1.0, yeah. you guys spent three years and three months, I was counting, wait, and wait. <laughs> like, it was an epic team, you guys had lots of good mm, times awesome. together, yeah. and they have a very talented team, but I guess for many reasons, they like you had to wind it up and nothing really got made. Well, we made things. Well, made you made yeah. lots of things, but nothing that you guys were like, "This is it." Totally, but that's what's interesting about it. Like, yeah, they... when now suddenly this just seems like the timing is right. Like the the universe is ready for <laughs> it. Like, yeah. and it's just it's gonna it's just happening in the past month. Everything's totally. gone from the first idea of this to like. Boom, we're going to make it now. Well, it's funny you say before around the universal line, there's like something just causing momentum. I don't mm. know what that is, but there's so many dimensions that have to kind of align to make a company or product work. Mm. And I um, personally think there's a lot of God involved in this. Like God is God made yeah. the world and he's continued to be con- very involved in it. And yeah. so there's stuff that he's doing that we then get on board with. It's like... Interesting. So you'd, you'd kind of place his involvement in kind of the trends of... Because there's a lot going on here. I feel here. like there's, there's like, like ocean currents that you okay. can catch. Yeah. And then you can create and play in those ocean currents because those ocean currents are like... They're ripe for the picking. Though. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm mixing so many metaphors. <laughs> but... The ocean is ripe for the orchard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, like I just... Do you think he's instrumental in some of those... I mean, they talk in capitalism of the, the, the invisible hand of the market that kind of move things and it's largely incentive-based. 
I mean, I'm not sure necessarily. Maybe he has agency or involvement in it. I think. He, I mean, he must do. Um, but I also I wonder. Don't think if, it's all him. Yeah, I wonder if how much he just appreciates it and lets yeah. like his interest is in the health of people as well and how they're creating yeah, and like enjoying the fact that people kind of come together mm. on certain ideas and certain trends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's certainly things that become trends that aren't necessarily healthy uh, and then ones that are. Mm. So you don't, yeah. It's complex, like it's so what his involvement could be. Because nothing, you don't put anything out there into the world, us or God, and know that it's going to be used in the way that you would love it to be used mm. that will be good for humanity or what there are inevitably going to be people who pick it up and use it in a very different way totally. sometimes not in a great way not in a way that's good for people and the earth and yeah i can't think know. of a technology that can't be misused yeah but yeah i think he i mean i mean the, the sense i get in kind of prayer and conversations with him just like being with him is he draws us into a sensitivity to the world and maybe that primes you to a readiness to watch what's happening because mm. it's certainly easy to to go I don't I'm just going to make a product and it's going I'm just going to almost by force of will going to make something happen and then there's a, another mode that's a bit more kind of yes you, you I think there's times you do take steps and you you have to commit to make things but there's a reading of the signs of like what's happening um, mm. and a, a sensitivity to that, mm. which I think is important here. Yeah, but for whatever anyway, reason... Anyway, we can go on like and yeah. talk and wonder and question so many things, but we should um, carry on with what you're, um, where you're up to and what's happening, what's happened over the last two yeah. weeks and what's happening this afternoon, actually. Yeah, so the conversation this afternoon is about... You're meeting Brock. So I'm meeting Brock. We're talking contracts. So we're basically talking getting set up as a company in, of New Zealand. Mm. <laughs> so and you guys have decided I'm, to do like a three-month sprint and see whether the two of you work well together, will you both want to do this and... Yeah. So we're, we're thinking through now exactly how we play that because we want to basically trial it out. Um, whether in technical and in, in legal terms you can, you can have a contract called a memorandum of understanding which is basically a light contract which states some um, conditions and you both agree on them and then it's, it exists for the term of the contract, yep. so three months. Or we might just go straight into actually just create a company and then we might contract to that company and then review things after three months. So, um, And part of this comes down to the question of IP, um, so intellectual property, like who owns the thinking? Mm. Um, and that's a, oh, that's a legal term. Um an illegal thing, and a kind of a weird thing, a Western country thing, um, where people place too much value on an idea. Uh, or what are you what are you meaning? I mean, I get it. The idea is the idea of intellectual property is that people their thinking and their working through and solving complex problems is valuable. Mm -hmm. So you can't have like one group of people um, doing a lot of effort, spending a lot of hours. Um, Doing a lot of experiments, figuring something out, a process, an approach, a thing. And then another group goes, oh, that's a good idea, and they just use it. Mm. Um, so I, I get that. And in and, and some industries... Well, in some countries, they, they don't see a problem with that. In yeah. some cultures. Yeah, that's true. But just I to kind of just to, um, land the, the, mm. the value of it, like particularly for industries like um, drug creation, mm. so like pharmaceuticals, where they, it might take 10 years to create a drug. 
um, and it goes through a lot of tests. And, and if that was just other people can just go, oh, great, and then just use it, then they get the benefit of that company's. So and I, I so I understand that. Yeah, it's a, there's a kind of reality of this in a lot of industries. Um, yeah, like I mean, your your kind of reference to say China don't have that mindset. Mm. They, they think of ideas more like recipes. Yeah. Like how we think about recipes, you just yeah. say, "Oh, that's a cool idea," and not use it. Yeah. So I don't know where I sit on it all, but in any case, it's these are things to think through. Yeah. I mean, I I more thought once you get to legal documents, you're kind of thinking through. This is what what's been really good working with Brooke, is that it's not so much about like. Um, you kind of can tend to think, oh, things are all going to go great. And it's like best case scenario. What you need to think about and what legal documents force you to think about is, or can force you to think about, is what's the negative scenarios and how do we make those okay? So how do you, you go, like, for example, if we go three months and then one of us is like, oh, we don't want to continue working this arrangement. Well, what's the plan for like, well, who can keep working on the product and how does that work? Mm. And, and what's the value exchange there? And, mm. um, so you guys have been coming up with a whole bunch of different scenarios that may happen at the end of this three months and trying to fit that all into this memorandum. Yeah. Or at least yeah. thinking about some of the major ones. Yeah. Um, so we don't want it to be too light. It's just something... Because I guess both of us... And we've kind of built this into the contract. Our friendship is our priority. Yeah. And um, so... Oh, that's so with, good. with that end in mind, then it's thinking through, well, what would be some okay scenarios... If it didn't go, because we don't know, uh, if it didn't go to plan, so, and we're not trying to put too much into it, just like just some thought, so for the good of the friendship. Mm. So that's the conversation. So basically, uh, depending on how we go and whether we, because it's all up for grabs in terms of, um, we've got to be okay with it. We've got to enter the this contract willingness uh, willingly on um, both of our parts. Mm. So, but assuming we do that, then basically we'll have the start of yeah, a company and what will become a company and we'll crank into it. Um, okay. All sounds nice and neat right now, but <laughs> I've watched you over the last two weeks and there's been such a roller coaster for you. Like yeah. what have been some of the elements of that roller coaster? Oh, uh, I think when you start to think future or when I at least start to think future, you just think about all the different things that are important and how things can play out. So, um, and, and when you've got two different people, that are coming together and you have to like a partnership to be legit has to have be a negotiation of two interests so um so i think it's been a a, a mix of me figuring out even what do i what do i want what do mm. i want in a, in a type of product in a type of company mm. um because now's the time to establish that if we're kind of setting up a company you have a thing called a shareholders agreement you have a, you can have a constitution you can you, you have these founding documents they kind of you can build into those the nature of the the business you want to create, um, and that raises some big questions in myself of what kind of business do I want to create because mm. that is, will be our reality into the future for our mm. family. Uh, how much like like time we have to be able to spend with the family or do d- different things, mm. and, and so. you've always been really keen on keeping something within check and to rather to the smaller number of hours side of the scale as opposed to large number of hours, big growth, fast growth, that kind of thing. Yeah. Not that they're mutually Yeah. I mean I'm passionate inclusive. and work work 
hard when, when I work, but I, I don't subscribe to the Silicon Valley high growth startup. You have to put, you focus all your life in that and then that takes over your life. I think, yeah. I mean, you see so many stories out of Silicon Valley of people regretting that after they've sold the company, a lot of them burn out. Like, mm. it's actually, you're, you're putting a toll on your body that it's not necessarily designed to do. Um, mm. So, yeah, so I've got all those things in mind. But then there's a lot of questions and un- a lot of unknowns as well. So I don't know. Like, um, so... <laughs> well, we've done this before. So, um, yeah. So I think what has been great is that in the conversation that we've had that Brooke and I have been able to come back and forth on, like, it's just fleshed out a lot of these things and it's been really... A really good conversation. It's been very open, eh? Very straight, very open, very yeah. trusting. Yeah, which is great. I mean, to get into that dynamic where you're like, there's an openness. And um, I'm legitimately going into those conversations going, ah, okay, this is what I think. And this is what I'd, I'd hope. And this is what I'd like. And then kind of thinking about what's the, what are kind of creative ways that actually make space for Brooke's interests as well. And mm-hmm. actually extend it, but also provide... A way that kind of works for both of us, mm. which is fundamentally what negotiation is. So, yeah. And in terms of Brooke's technical capacity, because he, as the whole time said, like his main thing that he's wanting to walk, the journey he's wanting to go down, or the road he's wanting to go down, is one of managing teams. And yep. Brooke is phenomenal on the business side of stuff. Yeah. Like he's really, it's been so good to have him, like just spearheading this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you, one of your questions was his technical ability and was even his questions like yeah. he doesn't know yeah. Swift, right? Oh, no, like the way, and this has kind of been my approach to conversations with each of the potential co-founders is going, okay, so if we were going to make it work, what would be the challenges to making it work? Mm. And one of the things that Brooke and I discussed was his interest. He's, I mean, he, he's technical, he can code. But his interest now and his passion is in kind of building and leading teams, mm. which is perfect for a yeah. kind of co-founder. Yeah. Um, but what we need to do is solve the problem of what we do in the early days because we, we have to build. And you don't the have product. the money to. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the way that people can go is that they either get funding or they fund it themselves and they build out that early product before they get income in to build out a team. Whereas we just didn't have that option. Mm. Um, so, and, and and also like a lot of companies can go astray when they get funding. I've had friends that, and a bunch of founders I've talked to that have had that problem where you, if you inject money early, investors don't think about... like So investors want to return on their money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, But when you're the product founder or you're kind of on the product team and you're thinking about, well, what do I want to make this thing into? Like pouring money on that, problem is not necessarily the best way to solve it mm, what that will do is that will force you into more kind of short-term thinking or can do um and it can force you into thinking about how to make the the product profitable sooner than maybe it's ready for mm. um it forces you to kind of make quicker decisions which aren't necessarily the best when you're trying to make a long-term product or, or get a read of a market and where it should be positioned so it has a whole bunch of these effects and then adds an additional pressure where um, you're the one that has to figure out to get the whole thing working. And um, and money is kind of there <laughs> to mm. to enable that, yes, but um, it also comes with a lot of downsides. Mm. So yeah, so um, we want to... Neither us nor Brooke necessarily has a large, have large amounts of capital to fund it ourselves. And to be and honest, so. I probably, I've, and this has been interesting exploring this, I probably wouldn't even take that strategy even if I did. 
um, to pay someone else to do the mm. development. You want to have your co-founder developing it at the beginning. I think, yeah, building kind of the capacity to build the product into the core team yeah. is always means that you're never... You're never at the at the kind of the mercy of uh, the markets and the um, and the level of funding that you have because mm. you can always default back into building out the team yourself, yeah. uh, building out the product yourself, um, not necessarily. So as part of this three months to see what for you and for Brooke to see whether he can do the technical side. Um, or is it more that I'm you guys not, want to work together? Yeah, yeah. I'm not as concerned now. I mean, we've kind of talked through that, and then he's also he's keen now to 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 get on the tools. Um, so, yeah, I th- I think it's more, and I mean, and we'll just see how we go. Like yeah, we'll have the chat and stuff, and then and and I think a lot for me is more around how we work together, and it's more about the company than the product. The products, yeah. I think, you get the company right, the product is going to be just fine. Oh, cool. So um, yeah, so we'll have a conversation, and then by the end of today, uh, we might have, uh, might be good to go to make this thing work. Cool. So yeah, let's. That's do our we cue. Waking up from his nap. Right, we better wrap it. Cool. Till next week. Bye.